Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Kiri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce our special guest. I'm happy to announce my first book is now in print. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I explain eight out of the 14. I've had some amazing feedback on how easy it is to read and understand. It's not full of technical doctory language like most books written by doctors are. And of course, the book also includes my own personal fatigue story, along with four other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. The book is available in paperback and Kindle form, so if you'd like a copy, you can find it on Amazon or on my website, www.drcary.com. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm very excited about this week's show because my special guest is someone that I greatly admire. Her name is Kathy Hargaden. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Kathy is an internationally acclaimed expert in the ancient art of feng shui. She has more than 20 years experience consulting and teaching and has worked with over a thousand clients from around the world. Kathy's work has helped clients increase their revenue, reduce their stress, resolve conflicts, build health, that's what we're going to talk about today, and even more. She's the host of the Feng Shui Mastery Show podcast. Kathy, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Well, thank you very much for having me, Carrie. It's lovely to be here. So, Kathy, I think a lot of our listeners have heard about feng shui and know a little bit about feng shui, but can you tell us where does feng shui come from and why has it gotten so popular? Well, yes. um, I've been involved in it for about 22 years now, and when it first came on the scene, everyone thought it was something that was a fad or it was a new idea. Um, but actually, it comes from uh, an ancient book called the I Ching, um, 4,000 years old, um, in from China. And it's all about change at the end of the day, that nothing stays the same. And in our relationship to change, we have to make those changes ourselves as well. If we, stay, if we stand still, then we become sometimes what's called frozen in our feelings, our emotions, our mind. And it's knowing, therefore, you know, when to change and how to change. So the principles are that we live in a world of duality, which is yin and yang. And if we look at those two 
opposites very closely, you will see that there's five kinds of energy that, that exist in the world, and it's in relation to everything we do in our lives. And those five elements are the earth, metal, water, wood, and fire. And we can relate these to our health, our, our bodies. We can relate them to times throughout the day. We can relate them to colors um, and even ailments and nutrition. So it's a very sophisticated system. It's, this is nothing that's, that's um, quirky or faddish about it. It was laid down by um, a few, um, quite a lot of ancient philosophers over the many years. And so the principles are very, not only philosophical, but quite part of the Taoist belief system. I mean, Taoism is not a religion. It's a way of, of, of thinking. And Lao Tzu is one of the prominent writers and belief, believers of that philosophy. Um, but the, the concepts of feng shui are, are universal, basically saying that our environments we interact with, we, we live in all kinds of environments, and how they affect us are very, very um, deep on all different levels, both spiritually, mentally, emotionally, even on a cellular level. Even the cells in our body are affected by the environments that we find ourselves or choose to live around. I hope that gives you a bit of an um, analysis. One thing I haven't mentioned there is that as you look at the yin-yang and then you look at the five elements, you are also looking at the environment according to a science. It's actually a science. But I like to say this is where science meets art. It's the world of the invisible meeting the visible. So basically feng shui is a way to produce uh, balanced energy, right? Yes, that's, it's, 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 everyone's balance is different because we're, we, we've all got different kinds of fire or earth or wood energy in us. So it's quite a highly individualized um, approach to people because not one answer fits everybody, everybody on the planet. We've all, got, we've all got a different fingerprint. And so with feng shui, it deals with your particular fingerprint. That sounds a lot like functional medicine, too, that functional medicine is a very individual process because everybody is unique and different. So that makes total sense when you explain that, that feng shui is also a very individual thing. Yes, it is, yes. I mean, the, the remedies can be um, similar, but each person will require a different kind of, of remedy, and it's not going to be the stock answers. Two people who are depressed won't need the same remedy because they their needs are different. Okay, so because we're talking about moving energy, I don't want this to sound kind of woo-woo, but do people need to believe in this for it to work? Well, that's a very good question because um, people say, oh, I don't believe that. I'm skeptical about all these new age things. Well, it's not new age. It's one of the oldest forms of uh, um, medicine in many ways than far more older than any of the medical model that we use throughout the West today. So, no, you don't because let's put it this way. 
people are watching the TV how many hours a day? Five, six, seven hours a day. They're not always conscious of what they're watching. And yet, what is on that TV is affecting people in a hypnotic and subliminal way every minute of the day. So they're giving out messages. And usually the one message would be, you've got to buy this now, or you've got to buy this medicine now, 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 now. And people then wonder why they've got no money, because they've gone and done what the TV told them to do. Now, people don't like to think that they're not out of of control. But why do you think billions and billions of pounds and dollars are spent right across the, the planet on advertising? It's because they want to influence people's choices and how they live and choose to live their lives. And usually that involves buying buying things, whether it's food or um, items of clothing. So what I'm saying, that is a metaphor for saying that, you know, you may not choose to be hypnotized by the messages on the TV, you don't even believe it's having an effect upon you. But if you look at your life, why do you live the way you do? Often it's because it's been in some ways subliminally suggested to you that everybody needs this, everybody needs that. So in the same way with feng shui, you know, what you have on your walls, what you have in your environment is affecting you whether you like it or not. I mean, the most uh, best examples is the pylons um, or the electric meters um, or a a sewage plant, for example, on the exterior of your environment. These would all be affecting people. And we can see by fracking, uh, which I know is the topical um, um, conversation piece in North America and in Canada there, that, you know, these, um, shall I say, intrusions into the Earth's crust are affecting people's health on all different levels. But if we take it internally into people's homes, what is affecting their health? That that. They don't have to believe that the environment is affecting them for the environment to affect them. Okay, so Kathy, let's dive a little bit deeper into the health aspect. So how can feng shui influence our health? And it, can it affect both our physical health and can it affect our mental health as well? Yes, both, yeah. I mean, I don't separate physical and mental. It's It's, it's a... We're looking at a holistic person. And what I would say, I mean, the whole issue around clutter is not really associated with feng shui medicine. If you think about it 4,000 years ago, what clutter did they have? (laughs) You know, um, who was buying it? I don't think they were buying plasma TVs 4,000 years ago. So that that part of isn't really part of feng shui, but I can tell you now that one of the first steps people really need to look at is what are they holding on to in their life around in their life and their environment around them? What is it that's causing an obstacle to their flow? Um, I've been in so many homes um, as a medical practitioner and as a feng shui consultant where people are affected by the chaos that's around them. Um, lots of paperwork, lots of books. Um, I went in. I'll give you an example. I went into one home. They were actually running a health business. They had about 100 boxes uh, in and around the living area. The place was like it was about to be, you know, they were moving out, but they weren't. They were actually living here. 
And I was asked to look at somebody in the home who was ill. And it turns out this person had a condition that is to do with depletion of energy. So for those listening, they would kind of angle it at, it could be anything from chronic fatigue to glandular fever to um, other other wearing down, fatiguing, energetic um, conditions. And it, it was so debilitating that the person had taken to their bed. But when I went into the bedroom, it was chaotic. There was an animal living in there. There was lots and lots of um, electromagnetic energy in terms of um, radios and sound systems and TVs. And this person had no energy at all. Absolutely. They were so bad they couldn't walk. And we're talking about a person who's 15 years of age. Wow. And yet, yes, and yet the parents couldn't make the connection with the environment to the condition. They couldn't make the connection. And unfortunately, I was there under a medical um, label, so I couldn't really, I didn't mention the clutter, but I wasn't doing a feng shui consultation. But right away, as soon as I walked in, I felt drained. I felt fatigued myself. I felt exhausted just looking at it. And yet the people themselves were running a health business. So can you see that they're not aware of what of what they're surrounding themselves with and that they were actually creating chaos in all their lives and they had no real intention of clearing it up neither. This was a this was an ongoing scenario. This was nothing suddenly occurring. So that's just one example. Um, so that's to do with not only clutter, but intention in terms of what do you want your environment to feel like? What do you want it to look like? And in terms of health, you know, people who've got plants and they're all dying, you know, people look at plants subliminally. That's a reflection back that, you know, nature, which is supposed to be up and expansive and elevating us in terms of energy, it's actually dying and it's going down, spiraling down. So, you know, the, the, just those two aspects alone, if people just change those two aspects, I can tell you, you would have such a shift in how you feel, both mentally and all, all illness. I happen to believe that all illness comes from the mind. So, you know, if you have got a physical ailment, then this would help the psychological aspects of you, you know. I've gone into people who are very ill and they're, and they're surrounded by so much so much clutter that they can't move in the wheelchair because they've penned themselves in. They've cornered themselves in that there's nowhere else to go. So, you know, the, and, and I know I realise it's very hard for people to let go of the past, let go of memories, but no one's taking any of this stuff with them. So you bring up some really great points about clutter and about having nice living plants. Can you give us any other tactics about using feng shui? What are some of the things we should be looking for in our homes? What, What you can do is surround yourself on the wall with pictures that, usually pictures of nature that are elevating and inspiring are really good to have. Because it comes back to the five elements. In those pictures, you're going to have wood, the element of wood. You're going to have fire, as in like the sun or orange flowers. 
you're going to have water to feed the so maybe there's a river or or a beautiful lake you could have um the metal is to do with shapes of round shapes that, that's a bit more difficult to actually um put across but you could have anything like a, me- a metal for fencing perhaps and then you're looking at the earth you want big earth earthenware pots so some of the um spanish kind of pictures are very healthy looking because they tend to have terracotta sort of earth and water like the mediterranean or california um or you know florida so you know people are looking at blue skies they're looking at green plants and pots that are growing and maybe looking at other aspects of nature um that i'm just painting a vision there but who wouldn't want to be living around that kind of energy and life-giving um qualities um so they're the kind of things that you know trees trees are also very good for for stabilizing people's emotions and feeling a sense of um state stability rootedness growth growing yourself um and that that's why it becomes individual because you want to relate it back to what people really relate to and most people relate to nature and you'll find this in a lot of the you know increasingly now that I've just come out of a hospital where they really understand that principle it's actually a hospital I did work in in the intensive care unit where I suggested certain things to change in the environment to enable people who are in intensive care to be able to come back to earth so just be in a in a, in a more in a, in an environment that actually they can relate to not a white cold monitor ordering environment but one that has the, the sounds of birds the sounds of nature the sounds of water running movement a flow and has got color around it you know because color, people really respond well to to colors and um so that's the hospital um you know how how many people you know think of the times when you've been in an environment maybe where it's in a hospital and it's cold and clinical detached think of the times you've been in a, a law court what what kind of environment does that make you feel what's the feelings that go with the courts um you know there's an environment a feeling of being in the library you know all these environments exude a certain energy a certain feeling and you either like them greatly or you dislike them and often most people i don't i've never come across anybody who likes to be in a hospital you know um so also plants make sure that they're growing they're not dead not dying um any clocks on the wall make sure that they're they're clicking they're ticking then they hadn't stopped two years ago or two two days ago and you're stuck in time frozen in time so to speak um so just to say about the mental health side of things um i've i've actually worked with with people who have been depressed and the first thing i say to them is right well what do you think about the environment you find yourself in you know one guy he didn't want to go back to work i asked him why he said oh i said describe your office to me you know he had tried to commit suicide actually so he described his office and i said well what if you put a picture on the wall opposite your desk where it 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 transfers a, a message to you 
why are you going into work? What's the purpose of it? What are your goals? Can you think of a picture, I said to him, that basically speaks back to you about, you know, why you, why you, what you intend to achieve as a result of going to work? And right away I saw a smile on this man's face and he really got it. He really understood. And he employed people as well. So I said, well, what's the kitchen, what's the canteen services like for these people? He said, oh, they're a bit, you know, dowdy and scruffy. I said, well, you have to look after the people that you employ because you want people coming to work that are happy and they're going to be, exude uh, an, an attraction to the, the, the customers. So right away we started looking at, you know, maybe having good pictures around clear, clean and clear areas for people to work from and a little maybe a little chime so when people come in they think yeah i'm happy to come in here there's nice sounds nice smells beautiful colors on the wall this is a good place to be good vibration good energy and opportunities come to people with good vibrations kathy i for you and for our listeners i actually had my office fully feng shuied it's been about a year now Hmm. And in what I noticed was that, well, I guess I'll, I'll go back a little bit. Um, so some of the process, the my feng shui professional told me that I, like some of the things that you mentioned, I need to put a picture of nature, you know, in this specific spot, or hmm. I need to have more metal in this specific spot. So I need to buy something of these different shapes. Yeah. Um, and then I rearranged some of the furniture um, it wasn't a lot of big things. It was just small little things. I did have to buy some new things, but a lot of it was just rearranging. Mm. And I noticed a definite change in the feeling of what my my office felt like. So this is my private practice where I see patients. Okay. I definitely noticed a better feeling to it. And most of my patients also noticed that as well. They would come in and they would say, something has changed. Wow, it feels so comfortable in here. Mm. And so they didn't know that I had the office feng shuied, but they could definitely feel a difference, that it just felt more calming, more relaxed. They were, you know, more happy to be there, you know, in the reception waiting for me. Um, just, just the whole energy in the office just felt so much better and and more i guess more alive and like more of a healthy energy not that it was bad before but it just helped it helped to boost it so i know with my feng shui professional she she had a grid that she showed me and it had nine boxes on it and and that related to different areas within my office Um, but i forget is there a specific area that is specific to health well, there's a generic box which you're referring to there, and that is the East. The East is to do with health. Having said that, um, as I said to you before, feng shui is is not as simple as it's been um, relayed to the, the a lot of people. It's actually very sophisticated um, calculation of numbers of dates of birth, and so it is possible to find out um, what whilst the east is your area associated with health and and the family um 
You, there are four locations specific to you based on your date of birth that will give you your focus for your health and well-being. Then there's another one for wealth. There's another one for good luck. Um, but I was just teaching this last night about the timing. There's another aspect to feng shui. It's not just about space, but it's about being in the right place at the right time. So timing is also important about you know what you should be focusing on say for this year this we're now in the year of the sheep so what do you need to be focusing on this year and sometimes it can relate more to health than wealth or business and or or, or self-knowledge or children or enjoyment or um journey or career so you know it's it, it's it's a it's an amazing um science um to do with numbers which is, is very dynamic. But two things I wanted to also add on here that I think people will be very fascinated by, and it's a compliment to Feng Shui, and that is you were talking about how your office felt um, different and felt really boosted. The other aspect that I include in the Feng Shui is space clearing, clearing a space so that you're actually letting go of all the... Um, all the the, the chi that's been set up over many years or months in any room, and especially in the modern-day rooms now where we have lots of heating, double-glazed windows, it's very difficult for ventilation to come through and come in and come out. Um, and the, the, the I have gone into it in the webinar, so it's quite detailed, but it is believed that um, because we have memory is is found in water and water is in the moisture in the atmosphere our feelings and our thoughts can actually be um patterned they can create a pattern um in the atmosphere so i've taught how to cleanse that atmosphere so that you're letting go of the patterns and thoughts and feelings of other people in that room so like a hospital people in the past have said the certain parts of a hospital that seem to constantly attract quicker quicker deaths, people dying more quickly in that part of the of the ward than other parts. And I've had that from nurses and doctors who've informed me of that. And so that's another fascinating aspect because you can cleanse your environment. And the other one I wanted to mention is where people sleep. They must not have any electrical TVs, you know, whirly gigs in there because it's actually stopping people from sleeping properly so even though the TV's turned off it's still powered so all these things that people push into their bedroom they're actually you know people wonder why they've got insomnia or they can't sleep or they've got headaches and it's because not only the position of how they sleep but but what is around them there should be very little in, in, in the bedroom because you're supposed to be resting. This is where you rejuvenate your body. The cells need to rejuvenate. And so what you have on the walls there is also important. Nature, once again. Nature, when people are in nature, they heal. It's a healing energy. And increasingly people live in cities and they're not related to nature. They're almost cut off sometimes. Uh, I know that's not everybody, but so your bedroom is very important because that 
restores your health for the next day. So I, I, I would certainly look into the whole space clearing. Um, if they if they look into my name there, I've got some YouTubes up, and I actually show people how to space clear. Um, you have to be careful because it does involve like matches and fire, but you know this is what the native Indians of of Canada and of America did. They would never ever settle their settlement in a in a in a piece of land that was, was wasn't cleansed. They used sage and juniper in their ceremonies and rituals. And right across the world, I've I've lived in India and Asia, and right across the world, you will see other cultures do exactly the same. They would cleanse a room first before anyone moves in on it. As you've been speaking, Kathy, that's, yeah. it's helped to remind me of some of the things that I experienced during that feng shui session with my my expert that um, that she did need my birthday and my time of birth. And, mm-hmm. and uh, she, you know, I, I didn't understand any of it, but she yeah. said, you know, I did the calculation. I did it like three times, and it was was not what I expected at all she was like you are so unique and I was like okay but but it really brought to light how complicated it it really is that you can't just open a book and just you know place things here or there that there really is a lot more to it and and I do remember her needing to be in my office alone so that she could cleanse all Mm -hmm. the you know, I just called it the bad energy. I call it the bad juju. Get the bad juju out of the office. <laughs> well, you know what it is, Carrie. The thing is, we we can all be negative. You know, let's yeah. let's not let's not mince our words here. We we are we are human beings, and we have positive thoughts and we have negative thoughts, and we a lot of us have self sabotage thoughts. And so often, it's not just cleansing other people's negativity; it's cleansing our own self defeating thoughts. So it's good that we all kind of have a little cleanse of our rooms or homes, offices, um, now and again, because it just makes way for new things to come in. We get rid of the old and make way for new. And there's absolutely nothing nothing wrong with accepting that, you know, we have memories, we have patterns that we keep on repeating over and over. This helps to break those patterns. We're starting to run really short on time here. How can our listeners find out more about you, and and do you have any resources that you recommend for people? If they can, they hire you, for, you know, from a distance. Do you have to be there physically in their house? Well, I've I've done a, a series of webinars uh, and offer webinar packages for people to teach themselves. Um, and what I would suggest first and foremost, if they go to this website, I'll I'll, I'll read it out. It's www fengshuimasteryshow.com so you're spelling fengshui e, sorry f-e-n-g-s-h-u-i m-a-s-t-e-r-y show s-h-o-w dot com now in there people can um, sign in and they can go to my free webinar which I'm dealing with um, five steps to creating wealth thanks to fengshui and they can learn some of the ideas from that. If they want to learn more, they, there's a package there that they can um, hook onto if they want to. And also, I've done um, packages around the timing aspect we've just been talking about. And also, because this is a new year now, Chinese New Year. And also, five five feng shui keys to attract that 
um, special relationship in your life. So because it deals with all different aspects of, of your life, no aspect, no, none of those nine boxes that constitute your life are, um, are left out. We deal with them all. And if people sign up on that particular website, they can go to the free webinar and then they get access to all the, the free webinar and um, if they want to kind of speak to me directly, my email address is called wealthyspaces at gmail.com. So that's wealthyspaces at gmail.com. And if they use my name there, I'll just spell it because it is a bit of an unusual name. It's H-A-R-G-A-D-E-N. Kathy, C-A-T-H-I, Kathy Hargaden. I've actually, on YouTube, I, I do a little demonstration of space clearing. And that can get people started. And there's lots of other interviews I've done on that website, which tells you, um, well, fascinating results that people have had. I've interviewed people in business, people in the health world. Um, I've gone into hotels and and looked at the feng shui of, of hotels in England and Australia, India. And, you know, just to see what we're looking at and how it works. And, and I've also, on there, there's a great, resource for the kind of books people um, can read that are available on the market. So I've done an interview, it's not an interview, it's like a book review. And that's all, all available to them. They can go in there. If there's any questions, just sign up to the um, news, the, the webinar, and they can always get back to me on wealthyspaces at gmail.com. Okay, well, for our listeners, I'll make sure to put all of those links and all those resources that Kathy just mentioned in our podcast notes so that they can find you easily, Kathy. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed speaking about the aspect of health because often people really want to know where's the money or where's the relationship. But, you know, I really reiterate what you have said at the very beginning. Your health is your wealth. Kathy, thank you again for being my special guest today. This has been an awesome interview. Thank you very much for having me. All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Kathy Hargaden. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Kiri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carrie.